Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pepita Redhair disappeared on March 24th, 2020. This is where my mom dropped off Pepita. She goes, Mom, I love you. Carry yourself. It was the last time I see my daughter alive. Her family is desperate for answers. Where could she go? What happened to her? Who did she go with if she did go with somebody? I yelled at the gate. Peter, here, shelter, come out, and nothing. The dogs are barking. Someone looks through the window, they close it. That's what scared me a lot. All of a sudden, I felt that something bad happened to her. I could feel it in my gut. This episode of Disappeared retraces Pepita's last known steps. Human trafficking does happen in Albuquerque. We're less than 500 miles from the border. We're at the intersection of two interstate highway systems. We have cartels engaged in moving human beings. That's what made me afraid of, you know, what if. I'm not giving up. We're gonna find you one way or the other. If we have to wait forever, then we will. The more people who know Pepita's story, the greater the chance of bringing her home. Share on social media. Get the word out. Help find her. Have you seen Pepita Redhair? I am Pepita Redhair's mother. Pepita, my daughter, she's a loving, kind person. She always texts me maybe three times a day. Even though she was living in her boyfriend's house south of Albuquerque, she would always message me, good night, Mom. The last time I seen my daughter was Tuesday morning, March 24th, 2020. Pepita came home for a visit. She was living in Albuquerque but she still liked to come home, spend a day with us. 
Pepita was five years old when we moved into Crown Point, New Mexico. And that's where she was raised. My name is Shelda Livingston. I am Pepita Red Hair's sister. Crown Point is on a small Navajo reservation. There's a lot of property, not a lot of job options there in Crown Point. Pepita was an adventurous person. She's always doing different things. She never sat still. She liked to go skateboarding a lot. She said it was an adrenal rush for her. She always talked about how she wanted to make a name for herself. Pepita was determined to leave home and get a career. After high school, she moved to Albuquerque. In the year of 2016, Pepita met Nick, and they started a relationship. They would hug each other constantly, or they would tell each other, I love you. Pepita moved into Nick's parents' home in Albuquerque about five or six months after they started dating. Prior to Nick, Pepita did date a gentleman, and he was Mexican, and they did, you know, share different cultures, and she did learn a lot from him. Um, however, with Nick, uh, I'm pretty sure they talked about the traditions of Navajo. Early on in the relationship, Pepita called me and questioned me about a Navajo wedding and how the ceremony goes, questions about what to do, how to do it, what needs to be done. I figured, wow, she really is happy with this guy. They're thinking about marriage. This could be a good thing for her. He did tell her, you know, I'm going to work and, you know, provide all this for you. We're going to get our own home, you know, a lot of promises. So I believe that, you know, that was the one that she wants to spend the rest of her life with. She was happy. On March 25th of 2020, I didn't receive no text from Pepita. And I did text her. I said, are you okay? Please call me. Let me know everything's fine. There's nothing all day. On Friday the 27th, it's been two days. I did text her again, sweetie, where are you? Please call me. There's no text, no Facebook messenger, no phone calls from her. I called her boyfriend, Nick, and I asked him, Nick, please call me or um, text me where Pepita is. And he goes, I don't know, she left. Us Native American are very close. She wouldn't be gone that long without her texting me, contacting me, contacting her sister, her brother, and her nieces. I love my children deep from my heart. And I knew something was wrong. When my mom, Anita, did call me about my sister, Paquita, and she was like, hey, Shalda, this is happening. Uh, I can't reach your sister. And that's when I found out. I just thinking all kinds of things. Where would she go? What happened to her? Just all kinds of questions go through your mind. All of a sudden, I felt that something bad happened to her. I could feel it in my gut. 
So right away, I jump on the phone. I call Albuquerque Bernalillo Police Department. That's when I talked to detective. I said, I want to find my daughter. And one of the officers told her, Pepita is an adult. She has a right to be missing. Maybe she's just at a friend's house. She'll pop up in a week or two, so don't worry. We decided we're not going to wait. We decided to look for her. Central and San Pedro is right here. This is where we looked. We started from where she hung out, where we knew she knew a lot of people. That's where we started from. She did ride the bus a lot, so we started hitting the bus stop. We also put flyers there for her. Making the flyers was difficult because money-wise, my mom was a single parent. She pays all the bills on her own. I am also a single mother of three, but we did have family members donate money to help doing the flyers and getting more copies. So majority of the times we're posting it on the doors or putting it into people's mailboxes in the neighborhood around Nick's home. I would talk to those people and hand out flyers and let them know hey, my sister's still missing. A lot of them would say, oh yeah, I remember her. She's very friendly. And they would always tell me, no, we haven't seen her. Is she really missing? A lot of them from the beginning were in disbelief because she's always around. My name is Sean Griswold. I'm a reporter with Source New Mexico. The timing for Pepita's disappearance was unfortunate. She went missing on March 24th, 2020. And shortly after, the COVID pandemic shut down almost the entire world. My name is Darlene Gomez, and I am Pepita Redhair's family's advocate. When I first met Anita King, she was very defeated. Some of the problems that the Albuquerque Police Department was facing is that it was COVID. They stopped all face-to-face -face investigations. They had a lot of police officers who were out sick. They just kept telling us the same thing. Because of the pandemic, we can't do anything. We're shutting down and she'll come up in a week or two. Is the, that was their only answer to us. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My mom was persistent. She kept calling the officers and saying, I know something happened. Can you please do something? But... They just kept telling my mom, you have to wait. Police operations were, were essentially halted because of COVID. But the family also feels as if the follow-up was still not there and that police don't care about Pepita. The family alleges that there's racism with the department. Racial discrimination in the Albuquerque Police Department is a fact. We have a federal Department of Justice that reviews the police's relationship with communities of color and has shown there's a systemic problem going back decades. And I've definitely experienced it myself. Pepita is Navajo and I'm Pueblo. So yeah, we're both Native American. And so it's personal for me. I do believe because Pepita was Native American that that really impacted how Albuquerque Police Department probably looked at her case. If it was a white woman and her parents said she is gone, this is not like her, do I think some more resources would have been put into place? Most definitely. I was so frustrated. I was upset. I was mad. When Lapita's family members realized that the Albuquerque Police were not offering much help, Anita then tried to go to the Navajo Nation police. But the issue there, of course, is that Pepita's case happened in Albuquerque. Jurisdictionally, the Navajo Nation police can't do anything about it. The Albuquerque Police Department is responsible for the investigation of her disappearance, and they're the only police agency that should be investigating this case. I started calling the news station to come and help us. I did reach out to them to ask them, hey, can you put up her picture on your show so we can put the word out there? And they're like, well, we're sorry, we can't do help you at this time. I was livid. I said, you guys do it for other people. You guys did it for so-and-so. And I said, you can't do it for my sister. I said, it's only five seconds of your time I'm asking for. Maybe they just didn't want to do a missing person story that day because everything was dominated by COVID coverage, or they deemed Pepita's case as not newsworthy. Cases involving missing Native women or murdered Native women don't get any attention. How many people know Native Americans? How many people have ever met a Navajo person? How many people have a judgment and bias against somebody that they think is other than them? 
That's when we realized, okay, we have to do this on our own. When we didn't hear from her, at that point, I thought maybe she's still in Nick's house. Maybe he's holding her in there. So I drove to Nick's house. This is Nick's house. It's gonna be right here. This is where my mom dropped off Pepita, March 24, 2020. I remember I yelled at the gate, Pita, I'm here, Shelta, come out. You know, Nick, if you're in there, come out and talk to me. Where's Pita? Pita, you know, we're here. I'm here trying to look for you. Where are you? And nothing. The dogs are barking. Someone looks through the window, they close it. That's what scared me a lot. Nobody comes out. My daughter, Pepita, her boyfriend, Nick is Native American. The first time I met him, I said, please take care of my daughter. She's a loving, kind person. I was happy with Pepita dating Nick because I saw them, you know, be an affectionate couple. Pepita was very happy with Nick. She was always calling and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go watch a movie. She was always outgoing and optimistic. Her willingness to do anything for him, always being there, that's the whole of her personality that drew Nick in. But then one day, Pepita told me that Nick hit her. She said, Nick just got out of control with his drinking. Pepita told me that she was in an abusive relationship. I told her, you know, you can't be with somebody that does this. Once they do it, they'll always do it again. I try to, you know, encourage my daughter to, you know, stay home, just move back. But she said, Mom, I, there's nothing here. I want to go back and be with Nick. She said, I love him. Native American women, on average, have the highest rates of domestic violence. One in two Native American women will face some type of violent situation in their life, whether that's a domestic violence situation, whether they're assaulted, whether they're kidnapped, or they're murdered. And so it's, it's present in our community. On the day of my mom dropping Pepita back off at Nick's home, Pepita reassured my mom. She goes, Mom, I love you. Take care of yourself. Drive home safe. It was the last time I see my daughter alive. Because of all of the issues that were leading up to Pepita's disappearance, this is why the family has this idea that Nick had a role to play in her disappearance. All they know is that Pepita is missing, and to their knowledge, she was the last person that saw her. To my knowledge today, Nick has never been convicted of any type of violent crime. And because I don't have a complete file for Nick, then I can't tell you if there was any allegations of domestic violence. 
But what I can tell you is that there was numerous calls about domestic violence to the home. And that Nick's family members lived there as well. On 2-6-2020, there was a domestic disturbance, 1224-2015 domestic disturbance. I know that she was hospitalized a few times looking back at medical records. From the beginning of my sister Pepita being missing, even during the pandemic, I believe that Nick should have been questioned um, thoroughly. Uh, an investigation should have opened at least in a walk through the home, checking the home, look for anything out of the ordinary. The police had told me that Nick was interviewed once. And I think it's safe to say at this moment that Nick is not a suspect in this case. There hasn't been an adequate response at all from police as to why Nick is not a suspect. Other than that, he's not a suspect. Plain and simple, that's all they say. The position of the Albuquerque Police Department is that they do not believe that Nick is involved in any type of foul play and that they have done everything possible to properly investigate this case, so they're gonna to continue to leave it as a missing person case. The family, they're very desperate to find anything. So they've organized the foot search near Pepita's home, this is where we started our footwork search. The West Mesa area in Albuquerque, it is desert, just sand, and there's hills that go up and down. There's a lot of bushes, rocks, holes, caves, ditches. If you were to try to hide a body, that would be a perfect place because it's in a remote area. We did also ask the police, can we get cadaver dogs? And they told us that people do dump big items of trash in the Mesa. When we were doing our search, when we seen trash bags, we kind of opened them. And of course, we used rubber gloves and we used sticks to move things around to see if we find anything. And that's kind of what we worked with. How does it make you feel to think that your sister could be out here right now? And she may have ended the last moments of her life out here. It's really hard to even think about it, but it's, it's something that we need to think about. Uh, worst case scenario, she could be anywhere in this area. It's very heartbreaking not knowing what happened. And it's heartbreaking for me knowing we weren't there to help her, you know. On April 19th, 2020, nearly a month after Pepita goes missing, her boyfriend Nick files a missing persons report with police in Albuquerque. So the documents that I do have in my hand are the original missing persons report that was filed by Nick to the Albuquerque Police Department. What Nicholas said was Pepita and him had an argument and she left on foot. Nicholas said that he had received a text message 
And that that text said that she was with a gentleman by the name of Laramie. I asked police, was there any effort to find this Laramie person? Or if they contacted or if they know or have located Laramie, and um, I got no response to that. Other than that, he's not a suspect. It's very strange. There's a lot of issues here that police have yet to quite respond to. And ultimately, you just wonder, do they think they dropped the ball? Like, are they able to consider that perhaps they messed this case up? I don't think they would ever publicly admit it. I didn't know the guy. It's the first time I heard about Laramie. I think Nick is lying. I told my mom, put it on Facebook. Say, hey, this is the last person that Nick claims Pepita was with at the time. Does anybody know Lermy? Put him on Facebook and let it go, see what happens with it. Oh, I had hopes. I had good feeling that he's going to give the information of what happened. You know, oh, wow, it's going to work this time. They're going to find her. Lermy did get a hold of my mom. He basically told my mom I did know Pepita, but I am not with your daughter. I don't know where she is. The last time he saw Pepita was March 10, 2020, on his birthday because Pepita bought him a cupcake and sang happy birthday to him. He said she was with Nick. Nick started getting upset with Pita that she did buy a birthday cupcake for Lermy. So they started arguing. Lermy stated that he did see Nick strike Pepita. Lermy said he just left because he didn't want to cause any more problems. That was the last time he saw Pepita. After talking to the Albuquerque Police Department detectives working on this case, it's my understanding that contact had not been made with Laramie. It's my belief that they did not look into Laramie's Facebook account, cell phone records. So I don't believe that they were able to determine if she was indeed with Laramie. Well, what I believe is that during that period of time, Pepita's family was not contacted at all. And there does not appear like there was any movement as far as getting warrants and that the initial detective was getting ready to retire. So I believe that the case sat basically unlooked at. I was so livid with everything that was going on with the officers. It would have been nice if they would have got a statement from Lermy. Unfortunately, Lermy's deceased now, so it's a little late to ask him questions the things they could have done from the beginning, the evidence they could have found, it's gone. How did she feel? Very bad. Very bad. We still haven't found any answers, any leads. And that got me mad and it got me sad. May 20th, my mom did get a phone call from a young female stating that she did see Pepita. All the girl told us was, hey, Pepita is here at City Park. Click. That's all we had to go with. 
I dropped everything I was doing and I left and I didn't bother, you know, like following the speed limit or anything. I just said, okay, well, let's go. We gotta find her. Well, let's hurry and get there as fast as we can. It was an adrenal rush. I was excited. I was like, maybe she is at the park. Maybe they did find her. Or God forbid, maybe somebody left her there. I did not know what we were getting into. Our hope was just, it is her. It's her, let's go get her. When we drove to this first place we thought City Park was, I look around the park, there was a couple drinking and she had her back turned. I ran to her and PETA, I started yelling her name from a distance, but there was no response. So I approached them, and clearly it was not PETA. I had a flyer, so I showed them, and they're like, no, we don't know who she is. We don't know her, I'm sorry. So I looked through the rest of the park. No sign of her, she's not here. So then I started thinking, go back on the Google and look for City Park, see if we're missing anything else. So when I Google City Park on Google Map, it was kind of odd. The icon on the map, it showed a spot in the middle of a hotel that said City Park, but that's not what the hotel was called. I said, what the f is this? And I was like, well, screw it, let's just go over there. I pulled in here, and if you look to the left, when you first drive in, there's a tree right there. There was a young gentleman on a bicycle on his walkie-talkie, watching everyone coming in. Very odd for someone to be watching the entrance of a hotel. The other one was over here by the trash dump. He was sitting there on his bicycle with the walkie-talkie. The third gentleman was standing right here by the tree with his bike also, and he also had a walkie-talkie. And I was like, that's weird. Three guys around the motel sitting there just watching us. And they're watching everything that we did. And we continued to drive through here. We didn't see anyone outside at the time. There's no sign of her. Peter's not there. But there was vans lined up all the way right here, all the way up to maybe like right here. Different license plates throughout the state. And the vans were with dark tinted windows, no logos on the vans. I'm scared. I didn't feel comfortable being there. The vibe that you get from that place is not good. And we just left. What scared me a lot was that I know that human trafficking does happen in Albuquerque. That's what made me afraid of, you know, what if. My name's Raul Torres. I'm the Bernalillo County District Attorney. My office has been involved in the recovery of people who have been the victims of human trafficking. We're less than 500 miles from the border. We're at the intersection of two interstate highway systems. We have cartels who we know are engaged not only in smuggling firearms and narcotics, they're also engaged in moving human beings, trading them, and using them oftentimes in the sex trade. 
or for um, basically indentured service to other people. Pepita could very well be a victim of human trafficking. We ultimately don't know. When there's so little information that's come out of this case, you start to speculate on every scenario. I just prayed for her, that she's safe. It's heartbreaking to know that she's still out there. We don't know what shape she's in. We don't know if she's okay. We're looking for answers, and we won't give up on her. We just want her home. Pepita Redhair was last seen on March 24, 2020. If you have any information, please contact Bernalillo County District Attorney's Office at 505-222-1101. At the end of May, Pepita had been missing for more than two months and the family was able to contact Nick and arrange a time to pick up her belongings at the house. I do have Pepita's clothes here. This is a set of clothes that Pepita was wearing uh, over the weekend, the weekend before she went missing. The family had an idea that by putting her belongings in a plastic bag, maybe this could be used as evidence or could be turned over to police. This is just an assumption that they made, and it's not quite sure if that, that's ever gonna happen or ever did happen. And there's a t-shirt, a black t-shirt in here, and a black pair of jeans. This bag of clothes of Pepita. Just makes you wonder where she is. Where are you? Come home. What happened to you? All the questions when you, when I pick up this bag. questions you want to ask. We just want closure. We want her home. I did take my sister's clothes to the medicine man to do a Navajo ceremony. What they do is they do a fire and then from the fire, the it's called tea. It turns into ash. Before it turns into ash, the medicine man removes it, and they use that smoke to see the scene of a loved one. Through singing and chanting, and then the smoke going out, they have the ability to find out if she's still on Earth or if she's not on Earth, where she could be. He did tell us that she is still living, but she's being held against her will. She's in a dark room, is all he saw. And all she does is write. I don't know what I felt. I just, there's just no words for it, how, how you feel when you get information like that. He did give us hope that she is alive. Soon after that, we did get another phone call of another sighting of Pepita outside of a supermarket on Wantable Boulevard. I was like, oh my God, I hope it's her. 
So I left work. I totally dropped doing what I was doing, went over there, and there was a young lady that was crossing the street away from the supermarket. It looked like her from a distance. That's where she was crossing was right here. And I chased her. I saw her coming and I was driving and I turned around, but she walked a little bit faster. I parked at the roadway in and I ran after her. And I said, Pepita, I was like, hey, stop, you know? And she finally stopped and she turned around and oh my God, a spit image of her was, I was actually looking at her. It is a spit image of her face. However, she's taller and she has no moles and her hair was longer. I was like, oh my God, you look like my sister. She was, I know people has been telling me that. And she said people did approach her a couple of times already and told her, Pepita, your family's looking for you. Pepita, go home. And she told them, I'm not Pepita. Uh, so when I knew, I said, oh my God, I said, you're the one that people has been calling us about, that you are Pepita. I called my mom, I told her. I found that person that they were talking about. That girl is well aware of Pepita being missing. They think they mistake her of her. But mom, it's not her. It's not her. And she broke down. It's frustrating when we did get these leads, stopping and going and rushing over there and not finding anything is discouraging, very discouraging. We kind of gave up a little bit. Pepita has now been missing for about a year and a half with no coverage on local TV. And on September 11th, 2021, a major case of a missing person breaks. A young white woman named Gabby Petito was reported missing and makes national news. We couldn't go anywhere without catching an update on the case. I remember watching Gabby Petito's story on the news. I was upset because she got a lot of immediate attention to get assistance to help finding her. Plus the fact that she's white and she's on TikTok. That's what really upset me. How did it get so big in the media versus Pepita here, my sister, why? You know, that was my question was why? Why couldn't you guys help us when we asked? What they saw in the Gabby Petito case was nice white woman goes missing. And the system, the mechanisms of media and law enforcement were moving quickly in a way that they had been trying to get going. So a little sense of outrage and how quickly it happened for somebody else who's different than them. What caught my attention too is like the names. Gabby, her last name is almost similar as Pepita's. I thought that's a sign. We're not gonna give up. I'm gonna go back out there with my mom and say, hey, Pepita's story needs to be heard. On October 3rd, 2021, we did a rally to get assistance to help find my sister, Pepita Redhair. 
part of the things that I did were getting guest speakers, getting donations for food, doing press releases. I wanted to give other family members, other who had missing loved ones, the opportunity to also speak. And so we had just this tremendous turnout of families that had never been able to have a voice. We had balloons with everybody's names, and we took a moment of silence. Well, it was very emotional for these families, but it also gave them hope that they were not alone. One of the really fabulous things that occurred is that District Attorney Raul Torres agreed to take this case. We met with Pepita Redhair's family. They shared with us their frustration with the fact that the epidemic of violence against Native women, the alarming rate at which they disappear, largely gets ignored. In 2017, it was reported that there were 5,700 missing and murdered indigenous women nationwide. Over a five-year period, just in the state of New Mexico, there were over 660 reported missing and murdered indigenous women. But there is the idea that not everyone in this country is getting equal justice. We need to be in a position where we value all of these families. It doesn't matter what you look like or where you come from, we care about you and we're gonna go to every um, length that we can to recover your loved one. We've assigned two investigators to work on Pipita's case. The district attorney's office, and I also believe the Albuquerque Police Department was able to get warrants for electronic media. They were able to get warrants for Telephones. They were able to look at truck stops and some other places Pepita frequented. They were able to talk with the FBI. They also were able to get DNA swabs that were used to try to help identify the DNA makeup of Pepita. They went to the morgue to see if anyone matched that description. And then they were able also to look at some of the evidence that was brought in by Pepita's family. They were able to take statements. What I would like to see is a thorough search of Nick's home, and I would like a search to be done on the West Mesa area. A year and a half is a very long gap for us in terms of the timeline that we usually like to engage in. We remain optimistic. But at this point, I don't have any clear answers about what happened to her. I am extremely proud that Anita King is able to tell her story today because this does not happen hardly in any murdered, missing Indigenous women cases. But does it stop here? No. We're going to continue to find answers and find justice for Pepita. I miss my daughter, Pepita. Miss her smile. She's always in my heart and my mind. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep talking to medias. I'm going to put her name out there, put her picture out there. If you heard something, if you seen something, please say something. I want my daughter home.
when I'm in town, I'll drive by and I'll look. I'll look around the area. I'll look at the bus stops and I'll still hand out flyers to people that are outside. We'll let them know that she's still missing. It's sad to come back this way because all you want is answers and we still go home empty-handed. I just wait every day. I just talk to her when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning. You know, Peter, where are you? Show me where you're at. At least call me. I told her I'm not giving up. I'm going to make sure one way or the other you come home or we find out. We're going to find you one way or the other. If we have to wait forever, then we will. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.